The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. I'm back, Boston. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. And you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM Boston. Name of my program is simple, Observation from the Trenches. The focus of this hour is where I really focus on the condition and plight of American-born blacks. Not that I'm uh, got an issue with, with any other group, disparaging any other group, debasing any, any, any other group. I have no issue with no group. But I've seen the last 20-plus years of being out here working with families, doing a wraparound services, mental health, that American-born blacks are not a permanent underclass. And to think about the fact that we was here since 16, 19, and now, to be a permanent underclass, according to economists, is somewhat daunting and disappointing. Nobody speaks about the plight of our group unless it is added with the plight of those from South America, Central America, other at-risk groups. Our issues was never, ever resolved or attended to by the 1964 Act of Civil Rights or the 1965 Act of Voting or from Action. So I focused on my group only and because I'm disparaging the group because nobody needs more attention at this day and age than American-born blacks, in my humble opinion. So again, I'm against no group. I have no issues with no group. But I focused on my group to let us know that we are in dire, dire, dire shape. So again, the name of my program is real simple. Observation from the trenches. And my topic today is potential. I hear a lot of talk about we got potential. Well, I want to just put this out to the atmosphere. The graveyard is full of folks who had potential that was unrealized. I want to repeat, Potential. The graveyard is full of folks who have potential that was undeveloped and unrealized. And amongst our community members, there are many young folks, old and young, who, yes, have potential. But if you don't harness that potential, develop that potential, grow that potential, you don't benefit from it. The community at large doesn't benefit from it. And it just goes to waste. So I've sat in many, many, many meetings with families and they talk about how this young man or woman has such a bright future. They were so good at this and that. But unfortunately, they did not harness that potential. So we need to come to grips with, as a people in the community, especially, I'm speaking of my group now, American Born Blacks, that if you don't harness, develop, and grow your potential, you lose, but we also lose. Because we never, we never get the benefit of your potential. So I don't even use the word potential anymore. But I've seen in my 20-plus years out here in the trenches working with families, providing direct care service, too often many of our young men and women, because of the homes that they come out of, have not been groomed, socialized, or developed 
to reach their potential. And I contend that a lot of our uh, challenges stem from the home. And this is not an, an indictment of black families or the black home. But some of our people, if we be honest, they have made terrible, terrible parents. They have produced young men and women who are out here just running amok. They are hurtful to themselves. They are hurtful to everybody around them because they were not groomed or socialized to reach their potential because of the orientation and indoctrination and exposure they received in the house. And again, I'm not here to point fingers or do the blame game or to call names. I am here to say, from being out here in the trenches for the last two decades, a lot of our dilemma stems from the home. We have people who became parents that was never prepared to be a parent. They had no idea what they was getting into. They had no idea what it required to be a parent. That when you become a parent, you must throw off some old ways. You must stop doing some things. Because now you got a young face there, a young child looking at you, and he or she like a sponge. They're just, they're just soaking up everything. It's your job to prepare them, provide for them, to nurture them, to groom them, to discipline them, to inspire them. That's a parent's job. And so, again, I've sat in many, many homes with parents crying. I've given many parents tissues to dry their eyes because their child is running amok. And if we were to roll back the covers, we see that it all started with the parenting. With the parenting. Folks becoming something that they were ill-prepared to be. Just ill-prepared to be. And so now, that child is out here running buck wild, really. And the parent is in disarray because they can't do anything to bring that child back into alignment because you failed from the time that child came out of the womb. There was no good orientation or good socialization going on for that child to mimic or to see. Children are, children are, come, I come to see in real life, they are a reflection of you, mom, of you, dad. They reflect what you put in them. And so potential aside, if you don't develop that, nurture that, cultivate that, groom that, grow that, that potential never, never bursts forward. And so, again, it's time for us in the black American community to really come to grip with, we got some members in our community that have failed their children and they've failed us. How so, Larry? Because think about this here. The child that you're nurturing and grooming, they're going to come out to the community at some point. Child care, daycare, first grade, etc. You're going to see the result of that parenting. You're going to see, right, the product of what was put in that child. You're going to see that. And if parents have not done a decent job, 
then that child is disgruntled, disillusioned, because they're ill-prepared to be in kindergarten. They don't know their signs, their colors. They can't count to 100. They don't know shapes, just basic, you know, fundamental, you know, building block of education. They have not been groomed to be lovers of learning. They are not being groomed how to uh, coexist with others. You know, that all comes back to parenting. And I understand that some folks might take offense with what I'm saying, but at some point, we have to look within to see why are these kids out here, you know, smashing and grabbing, carjacking, getting involved in gangs, you know, hurting each other, killing each other, you know, knocking each other out, having no conscience about the other person, no empathy about the other person, no feeling about the other person. That's all home grooming. That's all home. And so, again, potential side, his or her potential was never realized from the get-go because those who conceived him, I've come to realize, had no idea what they was doing had no idea, right, the amount of work and effort that it takes to be a parent and also the sacrifice that you must be willing to stop doing things that you did as a single person, single male or female. You must be willing to stop doing it now because why? You got these young eyes that are fixated on you. They're hearing what you're saying. They're seeing what you're doing. And so if you're out of order, you're cultivating, grooming young people to be out of order. And so their potential is never, ever harnessed or elevated to what it should be because you were out of order. And we must admit that if you're out of order, think about the home that you came out of. You probably are mimicking what you saw, how you was treated, how, how you was dealt with. And so it's just a lose-lose all the way around. You did not reach your potential. There's a good chance those children are not going to reach their potential. And who's the biggest loser besides you? It's the community. Because these young men and women out here just running amok. Just running amok. So again... As I tell parents all the time, all people are born with, with potential. But the graveyard is full of people who had potential that was unharnessed and undeveloped. And so we got to come to terms with the fact that some of our people who become parents was just ill-prepared from the, from the very beginning. The truth be told, they had no business being a parent. They were not ready. And unfortunately, there's no uh, requirement to be a parent. There's no level of education, income, emotional maturity, you know, experience, nothing. Anybody can be a parent. Anybody. And so the community, right, is either blessed 
or it suffers based on the product that you turn out. And I'm here to say, from being out of the trenches, that we need to really look within and to consider that some of our people who are parents, they have just done a horrible job. And as I got getting to know some of these people, there was a horrible job done on them as well. They are just a reflection of their parents. And so the biggest loser here are those individuals whose talent is untapped and unharnished, and also the community. Because now, you know, you have to deal with them. Because many don't do well in school. Many are deviant. Many are into uh, all kind of situations that are not productive for them. And we end up spending big-time resources on these young folks by incarceration, programs, et cetera, trying to get them back on track. And the truth be told, they came out the house off track. So, again, we need to be honest with ourselves. A lot of our dilemma starts in that house, in that home. In that home. What are you exposing these young folks to? How are you grooming them? What is the process of socialization going on in that house? What are the values, the rituals, the principles that are being instilled in that house? And so if those things are not good, but then nothing good comes out into the community. So I'm here not to point fingers, not to demonize, not to make villains out of anybody, but to say we must, as black Americans, because we now are permanent underclass, we got to figure out how do we start to produce healthier homes, healthier families, whereby kids' potential can be elevated and reached. Because I read a, a statistic that said uh, 20% of all black American males can expect to be incarcerated. I thought about that. That means that in this studio right now, if there was a thousand American-born blacks, males, out of that thousand, 280 can expect to be incarcerated at some point in their lifestyle. Now think about that. They already know from the research, from the caliber of homes these young folks are, are being nurtured, reared, and born into, that 28% of all black American males are going to have some portion of their life being incarcerated. That to me is very daunting. But again, you must admit in America, it's one of the most well-researched countries in the world. It runs on data. 
And although it says everybody has potential, everybody has a chance, but they know, the elites who run this, this country, that they're a segment of our population, that their fate has already been prescripted because of the home they're raised in, conceived in, the environment they live in, right? The friends that they associate with, that 20% of these young men, and I'm sure women, are going to spend a good portion of their life as a guest of the state. And here in Massachusetts, I saw a stat a few years back that cost $60,000 $60, a year to lock a person up. Now think about that. $60,000 for one person. So if you give a person A, right, 10 years, right, that's what? $600,000. And what do you get in return for that? Nothing. He or she's just been, just been removed from the community. You know, you don't, you don't get much for that. Think about that. $60,000 a year it costs to lock a person up a few years back. Probably more now. And we get nothing in return for that. And they call that justice. They call that justice. Well, I don't see none justice about it. Because they come in, right? Go out just as worse as they came in. And I contend, if we don't understand the importance of home, home training, home grooming, we have missed the mark. You're never going to stop crime or reduce crime until you improve the plight of parents. Isn't it interesting that, as a rule, most young people who have been born and raised in, you know, very healthy coherent families, right, are less likely to be out here being foolish. They're not doing, you know, smash and grab. They're not doing carjacking. They're not out here, all these different kind of, you know, gangs or <clears throat> all doing all that kind of foolishness, you know, bringing terror to the community. They're not doing that as a rule. Why? Because they were conceived by conscientious, grounded, nurturing individuals who had some idea what they was doing as a parent. They brought emotional maturity, wisdom, and a desire to be the best parent that they, that they could be to give their, their, their children the best chance that they, could, that they could give them. I'm sure they didn't know all the things to be a parent, but they was open to learn, they was open to understand that what I did as a single man or woman, I can't do now as a parent. So their kids are less inclined to be doing all this social deviant, social deviant, deviancy stuff you see out here. Not saying that, you know, they are perfect. No, they're not. Compared to kids who've been raised in a less than desirable family situation, they're more inclined to be out there doing all kinds of foolishness that hurts them, but also hurts us. Because they are among us. So 
What I'm saying, to those who hear my voice, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not demonizing. I'm not here to call no names. I'm here to say that we got to do a better job of articulating the people. To be a parent is a very important job. It's a very important role. It's a very important job. And if you don't have the wherewithal to be the best you can be as a parent, do yourself and us a favor and refrain from becoming a parent because you have control over your over your libido. You don't have to become impregnated because you are having sex. You don't have to become a father because you're having sex. But when you got folks who don't have no compassion or don't care about their community or the impact that their behavior might have on, on, on their community, there's no empathy there. There's no compassion or empathy, empathy there. They don't think about how their behavior and how it might impact those around them. So I'm saying there's someone out in the trenches for the last two decades in these homes every day, seeing firsthand how kids are being nurtured, developed, spoken to, treated, provided, that we have in our midst. These are, these are, our, our, these are our brothers and sisters, you know, family members, that they're just doing a horrible job. And the really daunting part, as I sit and think about it, too often they think this is okay because that is their reality. Because that's how they were spoken to. That's how they were treated. That's how they were dealt with, dealt with, dealt with. So that kind of behavior, right, seems normalized to them. Although it produces no good results. And in the end, it ends up wasting their potential because most end up not fulfilling, not fulfilling their potential. That's why I say my topic, you know, speaks about it, potential. The graveyard is full of folks who have potential. And they took that potential to the grave because it was never harnessed, developed, nurtured from their home, from their home. And I contend until we in the black American community don't, are not honest with ourselves to say, yes, you know, we, we got a lot of challenges. But one, I think of one of the biggest one is in these homes. In these homes. A lot of this mayhem, carnage, that spirit is developed and nurtured in these homes. And again, I'm not indicting the black community or black families. I'm saying some, some. And you know, I'm telling the truth because why? Some of these folks are our own brothers and sisters. That even we have issues with how they're raising our niece and nephews. They go to school not prepared. They go to school always, you know, into stuff, mischief, etc. Not achieving. Because it all comes back to the house. It all comes back to what occurred in that home, 
during their formative development of years was not good. So we need to be honest with ourselves that a lot of our problems stem from the fact we got individuals who become parents who never should have become parents. And you can imagine how they was treated, how their parents dealt with them. And that is a reflection of how they treat these young people. And you see a lot of these young folks, right? See them on Facebook. <clears throat> they all want to be into the, you know, the entertainment business, you know, rapping, etc. You know, very, 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 very few black Americans earn, earn a living doing rapping. Very, very few. But because you see all these young rappers, young entertainers on Facebook flashing dollars, you know, flashing the bling, 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 too often our young folks want to gravitate towards that as though it's a, a, what I call a quick fix, a quick fix. When in fact, very few of them will ever, ever, ever reach that level. Very few of them. And so a lot of that comes from the environment they live in, the community that they grew up in, the peers that they are around and they socialize with. And we end up paying for it because they end up, you know, just causing carnage in the community that they grew up in. And then the ultimate price is when you got to pay all this money to lock them up in these cages. And so because we live in these environment where you might have, you know, a high wave, uh, high wave or, you know, uh, crime going on, all you end up getting is more folks in blue uniforms, police, and more cages to put your kids in which does nothing to benefit the community. We get nothing out that deal. Nothing. You don't get access to capital, city contracts, state contracts, federal contracts, private contracts where you can, you know, address the racial wealth gap or any gap. All they want to give you, the elites who run the city, the town, because they're thinking they're looking out for your best interest, which, which, is, which, which is, I think, a lie, it's just more folks in blue uniform. And again, we know that police do not stop crime. They come after the after the the uh, effect. They don't come before. So here you have it, whereby your children that you didn't do a job of preparing, grooming of socializing, out here, running amok, you know, doing all kind of nonsense, ends up costing the taxpayers lots of money to lock them up in these cages. And while they are locked up, nothing beneficial or good come of it. It's not like they make them better when they come out better because they don't. So again, because of 
these homes failure, it's like the homes fail, failure. We end up paying and paying for these kids who are now young adults or even to their, their adulthood. So their potential is never realized. That's why I come to realize and say that the graveyard is full of folks who had potential and was never harnessed. It was never realized. And if we don't come to grip with our current situation, we're going to keep training out young folks because they're being conceived by individuals who really had no business being a parent, if we be honest. They really had no business being a parent. But again, there's no, there's no requirement to be a parent. There's no standards to be a parent. It's like potluck. You hope for the best. You hope that things are going to turn out okay by those who enter this field called parenthood. And too often, because they were not properly groomed and prepared, they produce kids who are not prepared or groomed properly or, or like healthy. So again, potential's wasted. Again, I'm your host, Larry, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of the show is Observation of the Trenches. Name my dialogue today, my topic today is potential. The graveyard is full of people who once had potential, black Americans. But unfortunate, all right, they did nothing with it. I'll be right back. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll-free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. I'm back. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name of my program is Observation of Trenches. You're listening to WBCA. 102.9 FM Boston. And my topic today is potential. Family, the graveyard is full of folks who have potential and did nothing with it. And we need to, as a community, start to have some very candid conversation about family donation, family development, and family formation. A lot of folks never should have been, a lot of folks never should have been a parent. I can say it with no reservation. Not being condescending, not trying to be uppity or you know know it all, but they've done it's a horrible job. In twenty plus years out in the trenches, I've seen firsthand the colonies that some of these homes because they failed to develop these kids have unleashed in, in the community. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Some of our people should have never been parents. And I have no reservation on saying that. 
after 20 years. Yes, everybody has potential, that's true. But potential unharnished, undeveloped, is just wasted. And like the minister, the late minister, Miles Monroe said, the graveyard is full of folks who have potential. He ain't never lied. He ain't never lied. And so what I would suggest that we do as a community is start to talk about the importance of family formation, parenthood, and what that entails. It's more than just banging the, you know, banging the sheets or banging the boots. The sex part is the easy part. That's the easy part. Providing for them, nurturing them, right? Being there for them, teaching them, disciplining them, nurturing them, that's the work. That's the work. And there's no glory in that. You know, it goes unnoticed until kids come out into the community and folks see the great jobs you've done because your child will well-mannered, well-behaved, well-spoken. They can coexist with other young people. And they become a blessing to you. But, you know, there's no accolades for that. There's no prize for that. You get a prize knowing that your child can maintain him or herself. And folks are happy to see them in their midst. In their midst. That's when you get your uh, uh, prize. People love seeing your kids and being around your children because of the great job you have done. And those who have failed their children, folks can't wait for them to leave. And you know what's really sad and just daunting for me as a clinician, being out in the trenches, going to schools, seeing young men, young, young kids, they're young, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years of age, right, who cannot self-regulate, who cannot manage their emotion, cannot play in, in groups, don't have the language to express themselves without hitting or, you know, being aggressive. And to see teachers who are happy when they are not in school. And these kids are in elementary school because they bring such a disruptive spirit when they are there. That's right. Teachers are happy when they're not there because of the disruptive spirit that they bring once they are present. That's a home issue. It's a home issue. It's not up to teachers, right, to cultivate and groom your children. That's not their role. That's not their role. And so they get blamed for things that have nothing to do with them. Think about this here. Our class lasts about, what, 45 minutes? 40, 45 minutes, somewhere, somewhere around there. So if you got a class of 15 or 20 young people and a half or a third of what I call free spirits, they've not been groomed or cultivated, right, to self-manage themselves, a teacher spend more of his or her time trying to redirect your child, right, to get an order whereby they can proceed with the lesson. 
And so they end up spending a lot of time, right, trying to get your child to get in line or to behave or to be studious or just to be part of the community without always having to be reprimanded. That's a home issue. That's a home issue. That, but what I'm seeing out here in the trenches is a complete failure of home grooming. It had nothing to do with generally learning the ABCs or to count or to read. He came in what I call a free spirit because his home training was lacking or non-existent. And the best thing that preachers could do on Sunday, right, is start to have conversation about the importance of home training. Not being condescending, not pointing fingers, you know, not degrading people, but we need to start to talk about the importance of what homes do. What do homes do? What does a healthy, vibrant, nurturing home, what does it do? What, what is its role? How does it prepare these young people who what I call, they're like, in my mind, untapped or un, uh, unprogrammed computers. They have not been programmed yet. How must we start to speak to parents, let them know the importance of their role? What you expose them to, what you say to them, what you do to them, how you discipline them or chastise them or correct them are all Critical, very important. We need to have conversation in our community about the important role that you play when you conceive life and the role that the father plays, the role that the mother plays, and all this nonsense about, you know, you know, Binary gender, whatever is nonsense out here. There's a role that men play, a role that women play. The word, I might use the word for a minute, it speaks about a man supposed to be what? A provider, protector, and leader. Provide, protect, and lead. Many of our young people, especially our males, have not been taught or trained. That's your job to provide. And since we all come from, in the black community, black American community, from humble, humble, humble beginning, means there was no inheritance, there's no wealth. It means you got to work two low-paying jobs while you're pursuing your skills. So be it. So be it. That's what a provider does. And being a provider does not mean getting yourself incarcerated or getting yourself <clears throat> behind the eight ball with the law. Because you are absolutely no good to the mother of your child or those children being incarcerated or out there involved in illegal activity. You're no good to them. So we don't teach our young men what their roles are. And we don't teach young women what their roles are. We got a role here to play, both of us. 
And so we don't have to be, you know, hooligans, you know, hard-headed, lawbreakers, you know. When you're a parent, you got to give up some things. You got to stop doing things you did in your teens or your 20s when it's just you. I got somebody looking at me, somebody watching me, somebody listening to me, somebody mimicking me. I'm a role model. And what kind of role model am I to my children? In my 20 plus years out here, I've had the unfortunate pleasure, I won't call it pleasure, the unfortunate of giving many, many mothers and some fathers tissues as they cried and shed their tears behind their children. Because their kids are out of order. All they get are complaints from schools or other uh, authority figures about their children. And you know, it's a hard pill to swallow for a parent to have to sit with. My child is mimicking what I put into them. My child is a product of me. That's a hard pill to swallow for a parent to know that your child is running amok because of the terrible job that you did. Let's just call it like it is. I can, I can say that with no reservation. After two decades of being out in the trenches, some of our people, again, it's not an indictment. It's not an indictment of black families or black American families. It's not an indictment. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the ones who have failed miserably to prepare their children, to groom their children, to provide for them children, to nurture their children, to care for the children, to be a good role model for the children. They've failed us. And they've also failed themselves. That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying also that we must have conversation about the importance of home. You don't find, I'll say again, young folks who've been groomed in a very nurturing, loving home for the most part, for the most part, right? Coming out here, right? Being violent or being destructive. You don't see that. You don't see them, right, you know, carjacking, knocking folks out for fun, you know, sticking up people, robbing people, selling drugs, getting in gangs. You don't see that for the most part. The kids who've been raised in a loving, nurturing, caring home where their needs where their needs was met and they felt validated, appreciated, all right, and affirmed. You don't see that with these kids. And people love having those kids in their midst, in their midst. That's home training. That's home training. The way they talk, the way they speak. It's not harsh. It's not confrontational. It's not combative. That's home training. And people love to see those kids in their presence. So again, we need to start to spend a lot of our time, I am convinced, on the importance of home. What does the home do? What role does the home play in cultivating and grooming, right? The next wave of going to be community members, 
what role does it play? What role do you play as a would-be parent when you can see children? Why is it imperative that both mom and dad are on the same page as to how they're going to raise this child and also discipline, discipline this child? You got to be on the same page. How are we going to raise these children? How are we going to discipline these children? How? Let's be conversation about that. You must be in one accord about that. Your kid need to come into preschool a love of learning, knowing the ABCs, knowing their colors, how to count to a hundred, having words to express themselves if they are angry, or upset, or whatever, and not throwing temper tantrums or throwing things or fighting people or using profanity that they got from you. These are things, right, that the home does. It's not enough for the, for the school teacher to do that. The home, if it's done its part, you welcome those kids. You love seeing them. They are a joy to be around. And you smile when you see them. They're cordial, they're civil, they are well-behaved, well-spoken. They can be led, they listen, they can follow instruction, they're not combative. That's home training, baby. Home training. You know, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of the show, Off the Basement Trenches. We're talking about potential. The grades are full of folks with, with potential. I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. Stay, stay tuned. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. I'm back. Okay, I'm your host, Larry Kamadam. And you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston. Name of the program, again, is Observation of the Trenches. And again, my focus is on America more Blacks. Not that I have any issue with any group. I just come to believe that we have been totally, totally removed from the board. Our issues have been totally taken off the board. We now are a permanent underclass, according to economists. Our needs were never made whole from from action or the 1964 Act of Civil Rights or from the 1965 Act Voting, our needs were never made whole. And so I focused on us, not at anybody else's expense, but because nobody needs more attention, in my humble opinion, than American-born blacks, having been out in the church for the last 20 years providing mental health services to folks in the home and seeing firsthand the conditions of some of, some of our families. So again, I want to, I'm not slighting anybody. 
I'm not against anybody. I have no active ground against no group. I'm just focused on my group. American-born blacks or ADOs, as I identify with as American descendant of slave. Nobody needs more attention than my group. So I want to just make that clear. I'm not slighting anybody. I got no no extra no extra grind, like no extra grind against anybody. I'm not against anybody. I just want to speak about what I see that my group needs to really start to rethink what we're doing here. So today my topic was potential. To borrow to borrow, to borrow a phrase from the late Minister Miles Monroe, the graveyard is full of folks who have potential. And that statement really can apply to my community. Some of our people, American-born blacks, because of the job these homes are not doing, they're turning out young men and women, right, that they're not prepared to be out here. They're just not prepared to be out here in the community. And their behavior shows that. And so I'm here to say to my community, we just we just start talking loud, loud about the importance and the role that homes play. And when you become a parent, a parent, you've taken on an awesome responsibility. And you gotta be willing to change. You must be willing to change you. The things you did as a single man or single woman, right? You can't do anymore. You can't do those anymore. Because there are young, impressionable young men, young girls watching you. How do you treat? How do you speak? How do you carry yourself? They're watching you. And so we need to have a very vocal conversation about the importance of home development and what that means. What that means. And how do you achieve that? Because we can admit black Americans, let's be honest now. We're talking about these are some of our brothers and sisters. These, these are these are folks in our family that even we upset how they are treating, how they are conducting themselves in these homes with our niece and nephews. Even we even we can admit they are they are out of order. So ain't about pointing fingers. Ain't about putting down or being, you know, condescending. It ain't about that. Because in the end, these young folks are what? Coming out into the community. And we are going to be what? The recipient of that home training or lack thereof. So I have I have an interest, a personal stake in you doing a great job in your house. Because I benefit from that. I'm less inclined to be insulted. You know, degraded, humiliated by your young people. I'm less inclined, less inclined, you know, to be hurt by them because they got empathy and compassion for members of their of their community. My kids are less inclined to be hurt by them because why? They see themselves as part of a community, and they don't resort to using physical force or violence. So I benefit when you do a great job. And in fact, I want you to do a great job. I want you to be a great parent to your child. I want you to be successful because everybody benefits, including your children. 
There's nothing more gratifying for a parent than somebody say, you know, I love being around your son. I love being around your daughter. I love how they carry themselves, how they conduct themselves. They're well-spoken, well-behaved. That's, that's nothing more gratifying for a parent to hear. Hey, you did a pretty darn good job here. Because folks enjoy being around your children. That's a reflection of you. The job that you have done. The job that you have done. Nothing's worse when somebody say, you know, I was glad when she left. I hate to see her coming. I hate to see him coming. That's a horrible statement to want to say about your child. But it, but it, it reflects the job that you have done or not done with developing, grooming, nurturing your children. That comes back on you. And we in the black American community need to start to having some real conversation about the importance of home grooming, home training, and why it is very important and what it does, what it looks like. Because too often, some of our members have no idea what that looks like, what that feels like. And so we end up suffering for that. So I'm here to say to you, as a member of the Black American, the Black American community, as a member of this community, as a mental health provider, been in the trend for the last 20, 20, 20 years, right, that we need to really rethink about home and the important role that the home plays and the potential of these children will never be harnessed or realized as long as some homes are, are out of order. They're just out of order. That's about the best, best way I can say it. And so I'm not here to demonize. I'm not here to, de- to vilify, point fingers, blame, game. No, no, no. Because in the end, I too like you suffer with them. We all suffer with them. Don't make me feel good. Don't make me feel happy. You know, this young man, this young, this young person, right, from a potential point of view, right, will never reach their potential. We'll never see what they could be, could have been, because of the home and what came out of the house. So again, I'm not here to put down anybody. I'm not here to say anything bad about anybody, but just to, just to make it very clear. Potential is just that, unrealized, if it's not harnessed or developed. And like the late Miles Monroe said, the graveyard is full of people with potential that did nothing with it. And I contend, in a lot of our cases, that all starts in that house. Everything comes back to the house. How you groom them, nurture them, provide for them, discipline them, praise them, love them, care for them, all that stuff be part of their development. That's all part of, the, of, of their development. And many folks need to understand the important role that you as a parent play is more than just banging the boots or having sex. That's the easy part. That is the easy part. 
for feeding them, clothing them, loving them, nurturing them, disciplining them. Oh, yes, you got, you got to discipline them, okay? But healthy. It don't mean beating them, insulting them, degrading them, cursing them out. But healthy, 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 letting them know that you out of order. You out of order. So again, I hope you've enjoyed this here conversation. Again, uh, I've been in Trinidad for the last two decades providing mental health, mental health services to our community. A lot of things I get, I get to see firsthand how our families are faring. And there are some that they ain't doing well. And the truth be told, those two people who consume, consume those children never should have did that. It wasn't good for them. It was not good for us. And it also reflect how they were treated, how they were dealt with from their parents. And it's just what I call a lose-lose situation all the way around. So again, I'm not here to point or to blame, but to say we need to really talk about the importance of families and what that means. And why the role that you play as a parent is critical. It's critical. It really is. And it's a role that everybody needs to take seriously before you become a parent. Are you ready? Are you ready to change to be somebody's mom and dad? Are you ready to do that? And if you're not, well, you should do yourself a favor and us a favor. And don't become a parent. That's all. Don't become a parent. So again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You know, you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston. Name of the show, Off the Base from the Trenches. And again, I focus on black Americans because why? No one, no one needs more attention than us. We are now a permanent, permanent underclass, according to economists. Our issues have been taken off the board, and no one speaks about the plight of our community. And so, again, being a clinician in the trenches, seeing firsthand that some of our folks are in bad shape. And I understand why some of these kids come out not in great shape. So, again, potential. The graveyard is full of folks with good potential. So, mom and dad, if you don't help to harness and develop your child's potential, he or she would take that potential to the grave. So until next time, I want you to, you know, be safe, tune in, let your friend know about us, and I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass., 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.